Instaread pregnancy thermometers. You just put it in like a turkey and it just pops out when it's... What? Are you saying you're going to put a thing in a woman's into her uterus and it's going to pop when the baby is ready? No, like uh, Instaread pregnancy thermometers. So like a turkey where it's like, oh, Christopher. (laughs) Wait, so they know when they're pregnant or they know when they're about to give birth? When they know they're pregnant. So a pregnancy, an internal pregnancy test. A pregnancy test. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> it's just always in there. I mean, your basal temperature goes does go up. So. Shut up and sit down. Wow, that was so easy. It's a cute baby podcast. (laughs) I'm going to name you the bitch cast. Welcome to the world bitch cast. I'm Alexander Price. I'm not crowning, but I am Hannah Jane Ginsburg. (laughs) And this is Cece Maraschino. And aren't you glad that once the baby comes out, you're completely done and nothing else happens? (laughs) Yeah. Everything's good now. I feel like... Look at that 10-pound baby. <laughs> well, well, Alexander actually was. But look, let's, let's look at this eight-month-old baby that just I, came out. That's the thing. I was, I was a very healthy nine-pound, one-ounce, no... Natural ins- birth. Natural birth. <laughs> not by choice, by insurance purposes. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Worst reason for anything. My mom had it all. She went through... She had three kids, Mm-mm. all three different ways of pregnancy. Natural wow. for me, cesarean for my middle sister, and all the drugs for my youngest sister. And she, I feel said, like that like, really like lines up with all of your personalities. personalities? Is that a weird yeah. thing to say? No, <laughs> no, it totally makes sense. And also, like he, his mom has gone on the record saying the third one was the best. I got to keep my makeup on. I had my nails done. This she was, was chatting with everyone like <laughs> uh, 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 push. I love, I love the thought of your mom, like, there's the doctors in between her legs, and then, like, literally, like, a woman painting her toenails, like, next <laughs> to the doctor. Well, it's already in the stirrups. Might as well. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> You're not moving for a while, so. <laughs> I just feel like we learned about pregnancy growing up by pop culture, and they were wrong about <laughs> Yeah, mo- most people did, mm-hmm. and now, you know, going through it and nearing the end of it <laughs> all the things that people a think they know or b get focused on because of what pop oh. culture told them are just like yeah either wrong or irrelevant so let's just real quick um uh, it based on pop culture what we as people who have not gone through it at all mm-hmm. kind of expect pregnancy is solely based on that mm-hmm. it seems like you get pregnant by accident yeah yeah always because if you're trying it never goes well here's and here's the other thing is that like <laughs> according to pop culture like you have unprotected sex and then three days later Once. you start throwing up yes yes you're like oh my god i missed my period three yeah. days ago yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you do that and then everything is kind of the same for the longest time until at one point you start getting moody or angry <laughs> or crying and then you get uncomfortable and then you just give birth within a day. From the things that people have asked me about, <laughs> pop culture and those people who have learned about it are obsessed with like pregnant women craving weird food items. Yes. Oh. Like, Whereas- I've got, like it's like, what are you craving? What weird things have you been eating? And I'm like, it's not like. <laughs> <laughs> have you had any weird cravings whatsoever? So 
Mostly we're not going to be focused on me. Mostly no, we're going to no, no. be focused on the Rockets. No, I'm just curious to see. But I will say, yeah. so I was incredibly nauseous for five months all the time. Ugh. 24 hours a day. Oh, God. And I, the one thing I craved. It just sounds good. McDonald's French fries. I believe that. I because believe that. they tasted like salt and nothing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, did you also want the vanilla soft serve? No, I just wanted McDonald's okay. French fries. When I was sick. As a growing up, as an adult, McDonald's French fries was literally what I would always want. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's salt and crunch and nothing else. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes I would add a vanilla soft serve because then I would dip it, dip into it in the, the yeah. thing. Yeah. But otherwise, it was just Solid those French fries. Always, yeah. Unless you're super nauseous 24-7. My mom, not for a second, had a single weird craving. She did, however, decide that now's the time that she's going to have uh, vanilla milkshakes and malts all the time. Although she did, did, Chris, she did develop a weird aversion to the smell of lamb. Yeah, she did develop that. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. She got aversions to smells and stuff like that, but it was never like, oh, I crave whatsoever. She's like, oh no, I have like a baby growing inside me. Great. I'll just eat whatever the fuck I want. And what she wanted was milkshakes. The biggest thing that bothers me now for a pregnancy pop culture trope, because I've seen it several times. Right. And this is not something I've experienced yet. It's just a mental thing where I'm like, sure. no. <laughs> is where like a television show uses as proof of a woman's extreme competency that she doesn't want to go to the hospital when her labor starts. Yes. <gasps> yes. Where you're like, immediately, take me there yeah, now. No, uh, like mm. as soon as you hit a critical point, you go, I'm not going to be like, no, let's keep pushing it. I'm going to be like, let's go. <laughs> I've got work to do. I'm a working my, woman. My mentality, and this is clearly as a male who doesn't have to go through this. I've been told that hospitals are the most boring place in the world. And so, as you said, like when you reach a critical point, definitely mm-hmm. go, but it's just like, it's not my water broke. I need to go there immediately unless there's also stuff. Well, the, like the physics of water breaking are also on pop culture. Uh, yeah. It's like ridiculous <laughs> because a, like it doesn't always happen. No. B, it yeah. does not happen at the beginning. Of, like it's not no. the, <laughs> the signifier that labor has begun. True. Also, True. where is the mucus plug? <laughs> That's my question. Who here has seen The Miracle of Birth? I have have not. not. Oh, great. Then I can inform both of you. Yeah. So we watched The Miracle of Birth in middle school. Yeah. Because we had a pretty pretty robust sex education in my school. I never officially got sex ed because it was in eighth grade and I skipped eighth grade. Ah. Yeah. So I got no school mandated mm, sex ed. Oh, I had sex ed in like fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. Well, no, like the sex ed that was specifically about birth, sex and birth. Oh. Like I got, I got sex, sex mandated. I got (laughs) school mandated. Uh, menstruation. Sure. Class. Oh, did you go, also, did you have to go to a tea party? Because I think in my what? in my elementary school, the the girls and their mothers were invited to like a tea party, and that's where they talked about periods. No, uh, no, we watched know, which, an '80s video. Oh, was good. this a uh, uh, gender divide? Divided? Oh yeah, always. Okay. Yeah. Oh boy, boys can't learn about periods because periods are gross, and we want to keep boys in the dark, and we want to keep girls ashamed of them. Yeah. Like as. Uh, gay men i was saying this earlier alexander and i have been very familiar with aspects of periods that we've just been told by our friends for the longest time so i assumed i knew things about pregnancy i do not whatsoever it, it also yeah no the, the two things do not correlate right i just assumed that naturally like well women talk about stuff so i would know like at a know. at a certain point in my life which was honestly not that long ago and should have started earlier 
I like made it a mission to not like made it a mission to like in front of everyone be like, Hey, does anyone have a tampon? Anyone? <laughs> because I'm like, I'm not going to like, like right now it's like a whisper network where it's like, yeah. Hey. And then you like hand, you do like a handoff. Like you're in a heist. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. Um, so anyways, our in middle school, it was not gendered split right it was but it was you half the class half the people would go to the medical right like the very like scientific mm. explanation mm. with uh mr deroche who had a sperm keychain flashlight just for just for sex Ugh. ed month or whatever right. <laughs> it was like very much you could ask anything it was mm. super in-depth and then we would go to the yearbook teacher slash pe teacher mm-hmm. and she that's when we did like the role playing and like stds and like consent and all that oh they include consent good but we had to watch the miracle of birth and y'all aren't <laughs> ready for the level of pubic hair the fact oh, that the mm. well the fact that one of the women just gives birth naked and then the teacher literally is like no one does that <laughs> <laughs> Was this video made in the seventies or but like? Probably, I don't know. Okay. But then you literally see it. Cr- you see every moment, and right. it's pretty terrifying. But my friend, when I got older, did worked with an organization that uh, did a lot of oh, teaching right. with like young girls, and also was a sex education teacher that would go to different schools. Her favorite thing to do was to play Miracle of Birth and then get to it and then rewind. And forward and rewind. Reverse, reverse. <laughs> we just get like sucked back up and pushed back out and sucked back up. Since we're talking about the pop culture of it, the only TV show that comes to mind where anything felt even like vaguely realistic to me uh, was uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> But see, Brooklyn Nine-Nine just did the thing where, like, the woman put off going to the hospital yeah. forever. Yes. No, right, but it was like they, she had a terrible experience for the first, for the twins. No, oh, so that. I'm talking about the most recent Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Oh, oh, that Where, one, yes. like, I, she's so hyper-competent that she puts off going to the hospital forever. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking <laughs> about the one where Terry Crews' wife is giving birth to their technically third child because they had twins the first time. And she had such a terrible experience at the hospital the first time. She's terrified of going there. Yes. But, but the idea was... Every, as the only person there who had given birth before and no one else in this precinct had, everyone else gradually learning the realities of it and, mm-hmm. being, and coming to terms with the reality of what giving birth is was, <laughs> felt very refreshing. Especially even Gina uh, one time just sitting down going, I looked at page 57, I need a good five minutes. <laughs> It, it is. I mean, it's really interesting because the only people who really know what it's like are the people who've gone through it. Like right. it's, it's hard. It's just something that you can't expect other people to know about. The only unfortunate thing is when people think that they know what it's like because of pop culture. And then right. telling you about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm like, I don't expect you to know, you know what I mean? Like, and if you have questions up to a certain point and we're friends, strangers don't at me, <laughs> but I'm happy to talk about it because it's an interesting experience. And also like most of what I've been doing for the year. Yeah. There's just yeah. one true thing that we were taught. And mm-hmm. if you're having a boy, it means you're going to be beautiful. And if you're having a girl, <laughs> she steals all your youth. And we were taught. Yes, <laughs> it is true. <laughs> we were taught. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not a thing people were taught? I was, I was taught, taught it. I, oh, I, I, was, I was taught that. Well, Alexander, you also grew up in a family full of women who had all given birth, and they all had very specific opinions on whether they had boys or girls. Honestly, I think the most damaging one to me, it's like, and God bless my friend for asking me this, 
but I'm like the women who are like, I was, I was talking to Bob about this the other night. And I'm like, wouldn't it be great if I was like a cool pregnant woman who like felt closer to like the rhythms of the earth and like, <laughs> and we're like, this is largely bullshit, right? Because a, a friend of mine, when we were talking about it, right when I first got pregnant, she was like, so did you like know right away? Because my sister was like, she knew and she could feel something immediately. And I was just like, that sounds great. No, I did not know. Flip side of that, Hannah, my aunt who is celiac, and has a gluten thing like me, didn't know for four months because she was so used to like gastro, uh, GI distress and like feeling yeah. bloated and all sorts of stuff that she's like, oh, I'm pregnant? Yeah. Ooh. Also like, like this, is, this is why like, not to make it all political, but this is why a six week abortion bans are such shit because most oh, women yeah. don't know. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're not yeah. actively trying and you're mm-hmm. not on like a four week cycle, which most women are not. No. Yeah. And even if you are in a four-week cycle, like... Yeah, you don't have a medical condition that maybe your period is, like, regular in general. Mm-hmm. And as you said, it's not like you, within three days, you're suddenly vomiting or something. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm like, I'm happy for the, like, great, if that's your experience, if that's the story you want to tell yourself, because it makes <laughs> you feel connected to something, that's fine. But, like, women should not have to have the expectation of, oh, I knew and I could feel something like no don't put that on women like no Jesus. women have enough on their plate leave them alone <laughs> so we're all feeling slightly more hopeful maybe than we used to things are starting to maybe open back up again yeah. and you know what that means you're gonna need to get out of situations oh mm-hmm. absolutely lots of awkwardness has been avoided mm-hmm. yeah. you haven't had to see anyone in person you remember what it's like to talk to a stranger that you don't want to talk to or talk to an acquaintance that you don't want to talk to. Oh. Or just ignore a coworker by putting them on mute. How are you going to get out of these situations now? Well, do I have a solution for you? <gasps> do tell. It's called, oh no, my water just broke. Oh. Now this product, I know it sounds like, is just for the female identifying of us. But I'm going to push back on that and say, who's going to question you? Yeah. The beauty of this system is its simplicity. Mm-hmm. Just a carrying case full of water balloons (gasps) and oh no you're in a conversation about someone's neighbor who you don't care about how are you going to get out of this you just reach into that case drop a water balloon and say oh no my water broke and run (laughs) so so it's this carrying case is full out in the open it's not like a hidden it could be disguised as many attractive things a purse a cat a picnic basket a fanny pack. And all you have to say is, if people are like, what is that? You're like, it's an attractive case. And they're like, oh, I love your attractive case. And you're like, I know. <laughs> oh, no, my water broke. Bye. <laughs> Who's going to question you? If I have learned anything yes. <laughs> from my 30-something years on this earth, no one ever questions water breaking. No. Oh, no. My water broke. Splish splash. <laughs> Just go to sleep. Just sleep for one. I don't even know what that question was. Uh, how, how am I supposed to do housekeeping when you're keeping me up all night? Honey, things are looking a little dusty uh, in here. Well, just rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. <laughs> and uh, Take one thing off my plate. Please. I've got so much on my plate. <laughs> Alexander, after how many episodes of three different podcasts are you still doing visual comedy? I appreciated that you kept up the pat the entire time. 
Yeah, those at home, he was carrying a baby and patting its head. That was its chest. chest. Yes, and it informs my vocal character that I send to the listener. Yeah, do you want him to be halfway in character? No, obviously. I want him to go full method on me. How dare you say I'm method? Just like you and Ryan Gosling. Anyways, you can find me anywhere at Yet Charming. <laughs> but you'll never find where he buried Cece's body. <laughs> Reach out to me on Instagram, at Hannah Jane Ginsburg. And look at me still alive. Cece Maraschino, I guess. Hashtag Cece Maraschino. Nope. I'm not Hashtag even going to tell you anymore, you asshole. <laughs> Hashtag Maraschino Truther. Can you get to the questions? No! No! Get to the questions, you <laughs> bitch. My boyfriend and I are having a baby and talking about names, and the concept of middle names came up. Do you really have to have one? We both do and realize we always are surprised when someone doesn't, but we have no strong feelings about creating one. What should we do? I don't think you have to. Mm, you don't. I, though, I do think a middle name is the place where you get to be, like, fun. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. A little more whimsical. It's yeah. on government documents, but that's it, unless the child decides to brace it or whatever. But usually it's just an initial. Mm. So usually when you fill out stuff, mm-hmm. it's just a middle initial. Now, my name, my middle name ended up being important to my identity as I got older. Because it never yeah. got, yeah. people did not use it when I was growing up. And then when I went to college, it like became what people called me. In a oh, nice really? way where I felt like right. it was a new chapter in my life. And I hmm. was like taking on the world and I felt like a new person. And that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. My middle name allowed me an option if I wanted, if I needed to switch it mm-hmm. to join a union and or be like, it was like it's a good last name first name it was just real utilitarian and mine which is now part of my full identity on this show <laughs> uh is my mom's maiden name and she had no strong preference about my her name being my last name or hyphenated she hated that idea but she once she got closer to birth basically decided i want my name to be part of his somehow so the middle name came I'm very supportive of putting a family name in the middle name slot because I think hyphenated names so rarely work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like very supportive of both names being a part of it. So if you can slot mm-hmm. one in in the middle name, that's a mm-hmm. good solution. Yeah. Yeah. Or like I said, go full mm-hmm. cream. Yeah. Like Willow Tree. Maraschino. Please don't do Maraschino. <laughs> <laughs> I want all babies with middle names of Maraschino. Frangelico. Ooh. Is your favorite <laughs> liquor? Yeah, DiSerono. Mm-hmm. The thing that you most <laughs> missed while you were pregnant, just as a tribute. Oh. Marijuana? Yes. <laughs> okay. Honestly, yes. <laughs> oh my God. Actually, that would be, I, I just want every kindergarten teacher to read out the class list the first day and get to George Marijuana Ginsburg. (laughs) (laughs) You could also, as like an experiment on your own child, because who doesn't want an experiment on their own child? I mean. Leave the middle name up to them. Oh. Oh. Oh, Because you you can change your name at any point in your life. Mm -hmm. Legally. That's true. And what a great thing for agency for that child. Mm -hmm. Like, you get to pick your middle name. Now, are you also suggesting that they have, throughout their lives, have multiple times that they get to do it? Or it's a one and Why done? You I don't know. I, I might pick it as sort of like a like a coming of age moment kind of thing. Oh. Like a secular like a bat mitzvah. mitzvah. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah. Well, you do, right? Yeah. You. I mean, well, no, I, I was given a Hebrew name at birth. Okay. But I know oh, that like okay. Catholics take on a saint's name when they hit like 16 or something, right? Like uh, no, it, it's usually much, much earlier. It's what? It's when you're christened, when you're like six. Oh, really? Okay. I'm you're not christened, not christened like, at no, six. No, 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 not christened. Blech. 
it's when you go in for your uh, first communion. communion. Yes. But it's still six. It, it's like five or six is when they really sure. do that. And that's when you get your Catholic name. But like secularize it or fun. Choose your favorite punctuation mark and put that as your middle name. So be like Not spelled Al- out. Alexander Ampersand Price. Or you can do what I've been considering and just fully give in to the capitalist society that we live in and <gasps> sell those naming rights to a corporation. Oh. And get a nice chunk of change for your child. That's a good idea. Hannah Pepsi Ginsburg. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's great if you actually get the money, but what if you do the same thing, even if you don't get the money, just to see how people react to it? Like, again, uh, Christopher Capital One, the senior. No, I'm only trapital. I'm only trapitalizing. I'm only, <laughs> I don't even know what that word was. I'm only. You mean you go to the tropics. Yes, I'm only yeah. traumatizing my child for cold, hard cash. My girlfriend's parents have the worst taste in decor and art. When you go into their house, you feel like you're in a motel. Since my girlfriend grew up with this, she thinks this is normal. She just got her own apartment for the first time and is starting to buy furniture. I know it's not my place, but the stuff she is looking at and showing me is not just ugly, but also really expensive. How do I guide her away from this without insulting her taste? You can't. Mm. (laughs) I think you have to do a little insulting because... I don't know. Are we looking at like paintings of like nothing? Yeah, I'm guessing. Pastel colors. That's what I'm picturing it, but I might be wrong. And also that stuff has to be expensive because no one's buying it. I think you can frame it trickily as like a moral thing without being insulting. Like, what if we supported local artists? (gasps) Oh. And then like find some examples of local art or like, you're spending so much money on this furniture. Look at these cheaper options. Like if you're doing it in a helpful way or from like a moral place. Yeah. Now somehow in my head, I feel like what if they live in the motel art capital of the world and all the local artists are the people who create those. Cincinnati. At least you're supporting local artists. I mean, sure. It's just like every local art fair. And like people who actually need this money. <laughs> yeah. I I have a very specific taste that yes. is also in some ways, stereotypically gay, I think. I feel like a lot of gay men like a mid-century modern aesthetic. Uh, men, uh, Gay men of a certain ilk, as we've learned anything from the J. Manuel book. Well. <laughs> and, and also J.W. Blue sight. Blue sight all day. You could also sight. be like, don't you just want to cover your apartment in cute photos of us? Oh. <laughs> oh my God. That is a But we got to take them. We don't have enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about let's have a craft day? We'll just paint the whole house ourselves with murals. You know what? As someone who fucking hates <laughs> painting walls, <laughs> I would m- divorce yeah. that person before we were married to get out of painting. <laughs> My thing is like, look, it's it's your girlfriend's apartment. She's the one who has to mm. look at it. She's the one who's spending the money. I mean, the only thing I worry about is if she doesn't have the money. That's is, my best yeah. in for you is try to like show her that there are cheaper options that are so neutral. Yeah. Divert her. Yeah. Divert her away. Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, this is just might be something you have to live with. My husband and I have very different taste in art. We like came together on one thing and that's most of our decor. But mm. okay. a lot of the time, like we do not like the same thing. He doesn't like anything distressed. 
Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think I actually fully know what both of your tastes are when it comes I to I like something that looks a little bit distressed. I like that. And I also, okay. I like a certain sense of kitsch, which he has no use for. Sure. <laughs> oh, I, I get yeah, that. <laughs> I also get the mentality because Bob, in many ways, reminds me so much of my dad, where the idea of like, why would you buy something distressed? That's, yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's that. Also, it's very all utilitarian. of our furniture would be leather if it were up to him. So, oh. <laughs> or at least we'd have like one giant leather couch. Uh, a couch? Yeah. Get oh. a leather like club chair. He would love that. <laughs> but we do both love um, Art Deco, thankfully. So like we can come together mm. on that. So maybe try to find like the one thing you both like and then steer mm. her towards that. Be like, we're going to be spending time together. Or if there's like a pop cultural thing you both like that can translate into some kind of decor. You know what? Go neutral. The Friends Coffee Shop. That's kind <laughs> how, of like a motel. This, how dare you? <laughs> no, I also think look, find stuff and be like, oh my God, isn't this so cute? And like, show, like, it's like affordable. And, but like, oh my God, I love this. Or also if you just sneak in with a gift. Like before she buys Ooh. anything, just sneak in with a piece of art that's a housewarming gift. And mm. then, you know, hopefully the entire apartment just gets based around that. Is Alan Alda sexy? Hmm. Hmm. I've never thought about that. <laughs> and that's strange for me because I feel like I objectify all men immediately. Hashtag all men. <laughs> Hashtag all men. Hashtag objectify men. Mm. I would not kick. Mash era, Alan Alda out of bed. Question: uh, When you guys were growing up, did you watch Mash or any uh, no. young Alan? Occasionally, Alda? okay. I was not a regular watcher. I was aware of Mash. I was aware of Mash, but I had never seen. And to this day, I still haven't seen an episode of it. I That's want to. Shocking I'm, for you. I'm curious about it, but it was just not like available in the same sort of way, or whatever. And you know me about being completionist. I don't want to watch like a random episode in the middle or whatever. Yeah, and also um, if you commit to MASH, that's a long watch. A lot. Yeah, that, that is. I will say, he's a little too gangly for me. Like young Alan Alda was a little too like bones. But does have a beautiful thick head of hair. He does. Yeah. And a nice eyebrow. You know I love a strong eyebrow. You do love a strong eyebrow. Yeah. For me, the one thing that makes him kind of sexy, and this may be insane to say, is his voice. That is, is weird. weird. That's a weird thing to say about Alan Alda. He has a very distinct, full voice. But, and this is also because of who I am, and I didn't grow up watching him. There's also a little piece of me that always associates him with Bill Hader. Oh, because of the SNL impression? Yeah. Yeah. And also their two voices are not dissimilar. dissimilar. I was going to say, I think you like, and I almost took offense to this, like, he has a loud voice. Even when he's not talking very loud there's a like intensity to his voice yeah um that i don't appreciate you referring or I, I comparing wasn't the me one to. who did you're the one who brought no. up he comes across smart and smart is sexy yes. yeah yes. so dumb exactly also sexy it's in a different way <laughs> like give me that himbo sometimes mm -hmm. also if he big and dumb mm. And he just cuddle. Big dumb cuddle. That's good. But smart is sexy. Make you feel small. And he has very liberal politics, which is also sexy. Yeah. Yes, that is also mm -hmm. very sexy. Mm -hmm. There are many people that are less sexy than Alan Alda. Yes. I think there's more people that are less sexy than Alan Alda than sexier than Alan Alda. I'm comfortable sure. with that answer. Yeah. yeah. When you put all the parts of a person together. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he would care about your experience. And oh, your needs. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you know what? He'll be good for conversation. He can mash me anytime. Go get your Alan Alda. Today! <laughs> <laughs> All right. I 
have finally put down the podcast, baby. No one say anything loud. It is very important that it not wake up because I am going to scream if it wakes up again. Maraschino, I see you. I see you doing it. Alexander, put down the fan. This is not the time for a thwarp. I can't help it. I know. That's what I'm telling you. You're your own worst enemy when it comes to the podcast, baby. So for the bitch cast, I have been Alexander Price. (laughs) I'll be Hannah Jane Ginsburg. (laughs) I hate all of this. Podcast baby. Podcast baby. Podcast baby. Good night. Is your baby's middle name baby? (laughs) And fuck on. (laughs) 